Hi, and welcome back. This is Penny Sansberry and Amy Cornell of Author Marketing Experts, and you are listening to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I need to stop saying welcome to the show because you're part of the show. It's not like Amy just drops in every now and again and makes an appearance. You I are the- know, but you know, it's a podcast. We're doing this virtually from across the country. I mean, you know. I know. We're getting it, you know, we are, I guess, 13 or so shows in and we're just, we're perfecting it. So bear with us as we continue to, you know, come up with new ideas and new formats. Speaking (laughs) of ideas, we love feedback. So send us your ideas for shows, things that you want us to cover. We also love reviews. I usually spend lots and lots of time begging for reviews on this podcast. I won't do that today. I'm just going to say that I really, we really love to get your (laughs) feedback. So, <laughs> um, so today we wanted to talk about promoting an older book because Amy, I know that you, so Amy, just to kind of understand how things work at author marketing experts, Amy's the first person that y'all talk to when you contact us to promote your book. So she is the person that, you know, she checks, you know, she corresponds with our authors or potential authors. Um, she checks out their book, she answers a few questions, and then if it feels like it's a good fit, puts them on my calendar. And one of the things that you get a lot, a lot, is I have an older book, is there still hope for me? Right, that's very true. We get a lot of authors that come to us assuming if they didn't promote the book when it originally released, or if it just didn't get a lot of attention, that it can be treated like a new book, like poof, it's new because nobody saw it the first time. And sadly, <laughs> yeah. and sadly that's not technically the case. That doesn't mean that you give up, obviously, um, but it does mean that you have to be realistic about which strategies make the most sense and what kind of limitations there are based on what your topic is or your genre when promoting an older book. But you know, you put a lot of time and energy into creating it and getting it out there. So I really appreciate it when authors come into us and they're like, I know it's old. Is there any hope? Because, you know, the fact that they contacted us means that they have hope and there's a lot to be done with that. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm glad that you addressed the whole, I put the book up on Amazon and nobody saw it thing because I get that a lot too. Like my book is five years old, but I've never done anything with it and nobody's seen it. It's like, no, Amazon's seen it. (laughs) There's a publication date on your book. You know, your book continues to age. Um, but let's define old because I think that that needs to be mentioned first because there's old and there's old and, you know, uh, and, and reasonably, like if a book is fiction, it doesn't age as quickly as nonfiction, um, which tends to get outdated quicker, but it's not true for all nonfiction. There are exceptions, correct? Right. So that's, again, as you already mentioned, a big part of when authors first come to us and I start digging into their unique situation and where we can kind of fit in. So you're totally right. There is definitely evergreen content out there. Uh, Things that don't change a lot year after year, even month after month, like some industries do. You know, two really straightforward examples are memoirs or cookbooks There are even some self-help and self-improvement topics that don't necessarily, it's not an area of self-help or self-improvement that changes a lot, you know, with trends or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of industry-related niche market books, you know, they do age a lot quicker because it's super competitive. And there's always someone new out there trying to say that they did it better this time around. And a lot of industries change rapidly. Obviously, Penny, you know this firsthand, writing marketing books. 
Well, and that's the, so that's, I have a book that's called um, Red Hot Internet Publicity. And I think the last time that I put that book out there was maybe five or six years ago. I just want to say publicly, I will never write that book again. And here's why. (laughs) Uh, Because the minute that I, the minute that I finish the chapter on whatever social media platform it is, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, they change something. So that book becomes outdated almost from the minute that I publish it. Um, but there is, you know, and, and age is a very tricky thing because let's say, for example, you have a book about a celebrity or a sports figure who just passed away and maybe the book is 10 years old or more. You could actually start promoting that book to ignite some interest just around this big event that's happened. Right. Um, so this is where, you know, older books and topics can become relevant again, based on something that's happened in pop culture or whatever. Um, But let's talk about some things that are off the table, just in terms of older books, because the more that the book ages, obviously, the harder it is to get reviews. And the the challenge, I think, Amy, that you faced when you were um, dealing with folks who are coming to us with an older book is the first thing they say is they want, um, they want reviews. Right. Cause that's usually what, I mean, the big, you know, target is on an older book is that not only is it old, you know, if nobody saw it, if there wasn't any promotion around it, it realistically doesn't have any or very few reviews. And, you know, if it's evergreen content, there's still creative ways to get reviews, but this is where being realistic about how you do it and who you're reaching out to really becomes important. So definitely true for fiction even nonfiction with evergreen content, you know, if, as you mentioned, if something happens in the news or concurrent events that you can be creative with and tie into your older book, you can use that angle and you can go after bloggers and maybe even some print and broadcast media as well, you know, depending on how strong that connection is and how creative you've gotten with making yourself relevant again. Mm-hmm. But you know, going back to industry specific books uh, that change a lot with industries that are constantly evolving you know, you can still reach everyday people, but, you know, you do have to be realistic about bigger media because the reality is, again, there have been dozens of people since you released your book, if not hundreds, that are out there screaming from the rooftop saying, I've done it better, and it's really hard to break through that again. Yeah, yeah. And that's the same, you know, with with, with blogger pitching, um, sometimes we get books, Amy, and you know this too, where I say, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this book. I wish it wasn't so old and, and by so old, I mean, you know, nine to 12 months or more becomes a very, it becomes a very big challenge to pitch to bloggers because they have a very narrow window of interest and it's not, it's not anything personal. It's just the fact that once a blogger kind of hits the wall on how many books that they can take, they're only looking for newer titles, right? So if your book is already, you know, a year old, probably not, you know, unless they have some random window, it's probably not going to get, um, probably not going to get reviewed. So let's talk about some strategies that we can do. Um, and I know Amy, you've talked about for older books, you know, Goodreads is something that can be done. I mean, that is a very ageless marketing tactic, right? Oh yeah. There are no limits when it comes to Goodreads and your publication date. And 
there's a lot of interest for a lot of different genres and even nonfiction topics on Goodreads. Again, I, I, I hate to keep nailing those of you that write really specific industry books, but I hope you knew going into it that you, you know, you had a tough road ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. But giveaways are a great way to get older books, not only guaranteed to get them in some new hands, but then just drum up exposure in general with a wider audience. And again, like you said, zero limitations. They don't care how old the book is, you know, especially if you've got a really good cover, um, you know, something that'll stand out, then, then it's a golden, golden opportunity to tap into. Yeah, absolutely. And also things like ebook promotions work well, as do BookBub ads, which we're going to do another show specifically on um, BookBub ads. But those are also things that aren't necessarily time sensitive. And we love doing those for books that are a little bit older. Yeah, because at that point, again, it's more about how the book is presented. Because again, when you're focused on, when you're realistic and say, okay, I know my book is older, but that doesn't mean there aren't still readers out there, everyday readers that would enjoy it. And when that's your focus, I think you get a lot more realistic about what will work for you. And, you know, BookBub ads, again, if you've got a great cover, if you've got some really catchy ad copy, uh, you know, they don't care how old the book is at that point because that's not front and center when they see that BookBub ad. They just see a great cover. They see copy that entices them. Boom, they click over and you're, you've already fought half that battle. Right, right, right. Exactly. Local promotion. Amy, you want to speak to some local promotion? Because we really love doing local promotion for authors regardless of the age of their book. I do. I wish local promotion wasn't like the last ditch effort that it seems to be with so many people still. <laughs> right. And you know, while local media may not care that you, you wrote a book a year ago, which should be expected to some degree, but libraries definitely will. Almost all libraries have events. You need to go and introduce yourself and get involved in those events. A lot of communities have festivals, outdoor markets where you can get in front of people that definitely don't care if your book is older. You know, obviously at that point, you are the draw. You're there in front of them. You can sign the book, chat with them. I say tap into places that you're a regular at. You know, if you've been in your community while and you have a, like your regular spots that you go to, be it retailers, restaurants, breweries, whatever it is, if they know you on a personal level, chat with them about doing even a small event and just, you know, you have to start somewhere and that, that kind of quality word of mouth locally is, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you have a nonfiction book that's older and, and there's a story, there's an author that I met 20 years ago when I was first in the industry and she had a book called elder rage, take my father, please. And it was about Alzheimer's and she has been marketing this book, this same book, for 20 years, right? <laughs> yeah. And she's made updates to it as um, Alzheimer's has, has have there have been breakthroughs and different things have changed. So she's updated, but she has essentially been marketing the same book. But what she did is she stayed relevant by staying on top of her topic and pitching herself to the media and, you know, hooking on to an ongoing story which continued to keep her, which has continued to keep her and the book in the news. And consequently, you know, she self-published this book and consequently she's had a number of big publishers chase after her for deals. Um, but she was able to make more money doing it independently. And so she turned them down and we all love to be in that position, but she's an example of somebody who really 
um, owned her market very, very well and just continued to keep pushing um, pushing the message out there. And as the message evolved and changed, and, and as we said, and new things kind of happened, she evolved and changed with it. Um, so what about social media? Talk to me a little bit about social media, because social media is a great tool for an older book too. Oh yeah, it's a great way to bridge the gap. And obviously you can't go back in time, but this is also something, you know, an important lesson for authors that are yet to release a book. If you stay up on your topic or stay in front of readers in your genre on social media the entire time, you've really made that constant connection that lets your, it, you know, prevents your book from aging so quickly. You know, it shows you have staying power. It shows you have dedication, you know, and it's something you can use with media as well, whether it's local media or bigger media, you know, speaking back to what you said, if something's happening in the current events or in the news cycle that's related to your book's topic, even if your book is older, you know, you can use that as leverage and say, okay, my book is a little bit older, but I, I can speak to this. This is what I'd like to talk about. Check out my social media. I've been speaking to this for the, you know, the last decade. Like I am on top of it. I have something to offer you. And it makes such a huge difference. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The other thing that I really like is, you know, maybe reviving an older book. So let's say, you know, you release the book and maybe, and I've had this conversation a lot with authors. They say, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing in marketing. I know a lot more now. Can I start marketing the book now? And I, I say, yes, absolutely. With, you know, some limitations, if, if the book is, you know, is, is too old for blogger reviews and things like that, but you could redo the cover of the book and upload it, um, which is a cover refresh is always really fun and a fun boost for the book. But then, you know, if you're going to do a cover refresh, you want to pay attention to your Amazon book description. Right. Exactly. I love a cover refresh. I think a lot of authors hear that in one, it's kind of, especially if they love their first cover, it's kind of a, a little ding to their ego as well. But I think they think it's a lot more complicated than it really is, but it's really not that complicated to get a refreshed book cover anymore. And then you can almost always improve your description. Honestly, time gives us so much valuable insight as do, even if you only have a handful of reviews, a lot of time reviews give you insight as well. And, you know, my suggestion, if you write in fiction, get some feedback from a professional copywriter, a book marketer. If you have an author network that you trust will be honest with you, you know, have them give you some constructive feedback. And if you write nonfiction, this is the perfect opportunity to update your description and align your book with what's happening now, you know, for your topic or for your industry. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, the other thing is, is continue to get consistent, consistent reviews um, for the book. So we talked about in the prior show um, how it's important to build up a mailing list and that mailing list, many of you probably have a mailing list and you're thinking, you know, what am I going to do with these people? Like I write to them once a month or whatever. When was the last time that you add, asked them for a review? So the thing that there's a psychology to consistently getting current reviews for books that are older, the book is perceived to be newer, even though it's maybe a year or two or more older, if you continue to get reviews. But whereas when you have a book that's older and the last review came in five years ago, it's like, well, nobody's coming to this party anymore. Right. So it's that, it's just that kind of that mental thing. Exactly. Yes. If I see an older book, I really actually don't care as long as it has recent positive reviews. 
that book has staying power. It's still relevant. Honestly, at that point, the publication date does not matter to me whatsoever. Yeah. But if I go to a book page and nothing's been done on it for over a year or more, even it means it kind of shows me that it fizzled out. Maybe the author fizzled out, you know, maybe people didn't enjoy it very much. And so people just stopped posting reviews in general. I mean, again, as a potential buyer, you have to keep in mind that these kind of thoughts go through their heads. So you have to be realistic. Right. We got to keep those coming in. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, um, if you have, let's say, for example, you release the book, it's older and you want to revive it ahead of the release of your next book, whether it's in a series or a standalone or whatever, you know, you can do things like, I mean, Amy, you and I have talked about this, ebook promotions, et cetera, right? Oh yeah. Again, back to the ebook promotion and book bub ads and y'all hear us say those together a lot because they really do complement each other so well. And it's something that you can set up often. You know, you could do these once a month. You could do them on a pretty short uh, time span as well, which is great. These are not strategies that you have to plan out months and months and months in advance, which is also really fabulous. But it all comes down to quality impressions. You know, it matters how much exposure you get to buyers before they decide to actually click buy. So doing a little bit of work for your older title, all of a sudden, when you release your next book, you have people that are saying like, wait a minute, I recognize that author name. Or yeah. if, you know, if you write in a series or you've done some really smart branding with your covers, they will see similarities in your covers as well. And they'll say, I recognize this. It's, there's something that triggers them psychologically and again, at that point, you're halfway to the sale already. Yes. Top of mind. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. So I hope that this show has been helpful um, uh, in promoting an older book. Again, we welcome your feedback. Contact information is in the show notes. We would love a review. Um, I do check the review page on iTunes a lot more than I probably should or is healthy. I'm just going to admit that right up front. Um, But we would love a review and your feedback of the show and maybe even how it helped you. Or did it spark an idea um, that you hadn't considered? We wish you great success and I hope you keep tuning in to our podcast. Amy, thank you so much for being on with me today. Of course. Thank you again. Bye-bye.